to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Woolham Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Our guest in September has been our good friend, Carrie Stewart Parks. Carrie is an accomplished author, speaker, fine artist, and forensic artist who grew up right here in the Silver Valley. And since Carrie gave us such a wealth of wonderful ideas about creativity, and because September has a fifth Friday, we're letting you know now that there will be an extra episode with Carrie next week. Then let's get started with episode four with Carrie Stewart Parks. Well, we wanted to interview you because we believe you are an example of someone who practices the art of creative living. I will, I will say that, that uh, as we began this, uh, several people said, oh, I don't think of myself as creative. Do you agree with us if we say, oh, you practice the art of creative living? That's part of that question. And, but then what does that mean to you? How do you live creatively? Okay. So uh, do you think of yourself as a creative person? Yes. But it is not something that I wait for it to happen. Hmm. It's it's to be sought mm-hmm. after. Good. So I'll go into my studio. Now, I'm not always creative the same way, same time, every day. And you you have to learn that your creativity is like an ocean with hmm. a wave. Oh, nice. So it sometimes it's going this way and sometimes back. And and I, I usually tell my my fine art students, because it works more this way. Some days you want to straighten out your sock drawer and throw out all those solo socks. <laughs> and some days, if you look at your house, you think maybe it'll clean itself. You know, there are some days when you are very focused and there are some days when you are very global. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize in yourself what your creative flow is that day. Mm-hmm. Am I global today? Am I focused today? And then try to channel in not in the metaphysical way Mm -hmm. (laughs) channel those uh creative energies in a direction that is most useful Mm -hmm. now when i have a deadline like in writing Mm. a deadline takes all creativity and throws it out the door because (laughs) you just got to get two thousand words in today Mm -hmm. yes yes (laughs) however bad they are you got to get the two thousand words down but if I don't have a deadline, an absolute deadline, then I can say, okay, well, today I feel like writing. Today I feel like editing what I wrote yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today I feel like trying to paint something. Today I feel like, uh, you know, cooking is creative. There's yes. a lot of things. Yeah. Housekeeping is not creative. No, it isn't. Cre- creative <laughs> minds are rarely tidy. That's right. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to impossible. I've got all of them. That's right. I'll rearrange the, the, the vacuum cleaner. I'll move it to another spot so they know at least it's there. I leave it out so I can always say, oh, I'm just in the process. <laughs> Excuse the mess. Oh, yeah. But uh, 
so I, 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 I know I'm creative, but I have to decide what direction am I going to go with that. Mm-hmm. And then some days I am fried. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just, uh, I have written my 500 to 1,000 words. I have done some correspondence with my students and worked on their projects. Mm-hmm. I might have done a little bit of an art project, and then I'll go down to the house and I'll do something. It's still creative, but it's mindless. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do the beaded things mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that uh, my brain can be totally on, you know, Oh, that's pretty. That's yeah. blue. <laughs> and there's another blue one. Oh, that's too blue. About, but it with gold. Oh! Yeah. You know, and that's because I'm still creating, mm-hmm. but I'm letting my mind just kind of have mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, little, keep it really yes. simple. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've used some of that in some of our retreats we've done and, and you know, where it's like, okay, you're going to. You know, you're going to work on this, but then you need a break and you need to use your mind. And I said, and I, and I used you as an example. And I said, you know, Carrie, she'll write in the morning and then, then she'll go work on beat stuff in the afternoon just to give her, just mind, to, give just to work it a different way. And, exactly. And then, you know, oftentimes you get inspiration doing that. You, yeah. you know, things yeah. come that, because you're kind of, yeah, it's just yeah. using it. In yeah. A you're giving way. your mind uh, an empty palette or an empty mm-hmm. space to just calm down and relax mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. You can do some of that if even going on a walk, mm-hmm. um, because if I go on a walk, I might, I might admire the greens and colors or mm-hmm. the smells. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, it's always a prayer. I'm always yeah. thanking God that I can see mm-hmm. the sky. I can right. see the ground. I can see the things around me. I can smell it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, I am a creative person. I work at it, but I also give myself time to be creatively, uh, yes, vegetative. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's good, though. We all need to kind of fill that well up, you know, and however we tend to do it. In the book, um, Gifts from the Sea, Mm -hmm. um, which is a wonderful, it's written by Ann Moral Lindbergh, and she had four children in her lifetime. Her oldest son was the one that was, you know, uh, kidnapped mm-hmm. and murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about uh, you have to go out at times and replenish the mm-hmm. well that's right. you. Yep. And she, the gifts from the sea is she's on an island and mm-hmm. she talks about the different shells. And yeah. if you haven't read it, it's really a wonderful little book, book yeah. to read because it, it talks to women about replenishing mm-hmm. what you need because you can only give so yes. much mm-hmm. before you have to replenish mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so you, creativity needs replenishing right. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Rachel Kruzmark, who we interviewed for August, saying that trying to get her students to understand their own process for creativity, yes. trying to identify that. And Rachel understands hers, and it sounds like that you understand you very well, mm-hmm. and, and that that's an important part of that. I okay. used to do a program on creative thinking. Mm. Um, which I would do for corporations, Mm -hmm. was the single hardest program I ever did. Mm -hmm. The hardest to make people think of things creatively because their first instinct is it can't be done that way. So I would say, okay, write down (laughs) what you do in the morning, the 10 things in order. What do you do? Get up, you know, you write it all down. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is 
picture the possibilities if you did number six first. Well, now, number <laughs> six, number six might be brush my teeth. Okay, but now they're still in bed. Yeah. And they're, you know, they haven't done anything. They haven't got their coffee or anything else. But number six is brush their teeth. And I say, the one th excuse you cannot have is it can't be done. Now, when I did that with gifted, talented kids, I did, I did it one time. And oh my gosh. Those kids went crazy. Yeah. They had so much fun with that. They invented a bed that would flip you upright, <laughs> drop it down, put your clothes on because you're still in bed right. and they could do it. And, and then they were going to market it. I mean, I'm telling oh you, these gosh. kids had a business going before yeah. I ever yeah. left the room. But they, they could see the possibilities. Yeah. The more you do something over and over again, the harder it is to get creative about it because it's not safe. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And remember, I said a lot of this is if it comes easy to you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not easy, you're not going to do it. So you got to make it not easy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Woolham Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. We call ourselves creativity cultivators, and Grow Me A Story exists to help people grow their creative gifts. Are there people in your life that have filled that role for you, and um, have you been in that role for others? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For, of course, in, in art, not so much drawing. Drawing is more a matter of, I mean, most anybody can learn to draw because it's like, See that? That's a line. Where is it going? It's going that way. Can you draw it? Yeah. yeah. How far is it? That far? Okay. Um, so there is a matter of teaching you to see. Uh, watercolor is one where I have to teach people something called lost and found edges is a term, negative space. That's not a feng shui thing. Yes. <laughs> so no, I've taken I've taken watercolor from her. I've learned a lot. I so uh, watercolor does force people to think creatively but you have to show them okay here's creativity is a knowledge-based activity let me start with that mm -hmm. it's a knowledge-based activity if you know it's otherwise it's an accident mm -hmm. so creativity is if you know how it should go and you say i wonder what will happen if mm -hmm. so it's that knowledge base mm -hmm. if you show them okay here's how this goes here's how this goes now see this see this see this and then you let people loose mm -hmm. on that Yes, um, and especially when they don't have to worry about, ooh, how much does the paper cost, ooh, how much yeah. does the paint cost, and that sort of thing. In writing, it's not so much teaching them the creative part, because people tend to be creative in their story, mm -hmm. but teaching them the craft of getting it down. Mm -hmm. Or in, in writing, the other thing is, think about something differently. When The first thing I wrote, my first novel, uh, Frank read the first couple chapters. I mean, we read mm -hmm. it together, mm -hmm. and he said, "Okay, that's it's coming along, but you you got to put the body in the first chapter." Because of course, a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. And I said, "I can't do that." And he said, "No, you got to move the body to the first chapter." 
And it's I like thought, moving number six well, to number one. Yeah, number six to number one, exactly. <laughs> and I thought, there's no way. So I worked and worked and worked. I mean, I spent like weeks moving the body and I got it to the second chapter. And I said, I have moved the body to the second chapter. And he goes, no, I want it, in the, I want it on the first page. And I was like, no, it's number eight. You're making me do first. And teaching your mind to think of possibilities mm -hmm. is a big part of that. Think of it, open it up to different possibilities. And so, yes, I do uh, critiquing of other people's writings mm -hmm. and so on. And I'm always looking for a teachable mind. Uh, <laughs> I had a lady that uh, I don't know how I ended up saying I would read her first couple chapters, mm -hmm. and but she sent them to me and it was okay, but it had a lot of problems to it. Mm -hmm. So um she had the first part so i said okay you might try this and try this and then a lot of times i'll rewrite a section i basically leave their idea intact but i'll rearrange the sentences and move it around so that the, the impact has changed mm -hmm. and i sent that back to her and i said this gives you a more impactful first chapter and she really liked it and, and so she used that but then uh, she didn't touch her next two chapters, mm -hmm. what was supposed to be a murder mystery. And her next chapter was this person went someplace. And the next chapter is all describing all the things that she's looking at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, oh, I think you need to maybe look at that. She says, no, I'm not going to touch it. And I, I said, okay, fine, you know. God be with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she came back to me later and she said, I have sent this off to 80 agents and none have said, you know, that mm -hmm. they would represent me. And I, I'm thinking to myself, because we're on the phone, so she can't see my face, that I know what's wrong with your, your book is because you've taken all the wind out of the sails right. your second chapter has to be completely mm. switched around in order to keep the tension up because mm -hmm. i got the tension up in that first chapter mm -hmm. by rearranging now you need to do it so but i'm i don't know her that well i only yes. know her by the phone so yeah. i said well mm -hmm. i tell you what i think what you need to do is just kind of re if if you got that many rejections you need to maybe rethink and and go back to the drawing board and rethink what you're doing next she says I am not going to change a thing. Oh my God. It is perfect. It is better than most of the books that are out there. I am not going to change one thing. And I said, well, good for you. Have a wonderful life. <laughs> because obviously she did not have a teachable mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big part of it. Yeah. You can work with anybody, but if their mind mm -hmm. is not teachable, if they don't, if they're not open to possibilities, mm -hmm. um, then you can't. And, and going through a brainstorming session with some of my fellow writers, like Colleen Coble, Lynette Eason, these mm -hmm. are best-selling yeah. authors. And all of our stories start off with, I'll give you one with Colleen. She said, okay, my story opens with a fisherman that pulls up a refrigerator and there's a body inside. And we went, oh, okay, that's good, that's good, all right. She goes, that's it, that's all yep, I got. that's all I got. <laughs> and we go, what if, what if the body is a guy wearing a wedding dress? And she goes, oh, now that's interesting, you know. And what if, and, and we just throw yeah. these what ifs. 
and you throw what ifs like crazy mm-hmm. at it as soon as you come up with a what if. And the writer will be listening to that. And one of those what ifs will trigger something. They'll go, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Yes. Okay. And they'll yes. go, oh yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh-huh. Now we've they shifted a little bit. And then the rest of it goes, so what if? And then we go off on a whole new what if series until we come across something that the writer thinks, yes, I love that. And we go, okay, now we got a new direction. What if now? (laughs) And they are so fun because that mind is open to the what if possibilities. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. We we're in a, we have about four people in this writing group. We're we're both working on a book and these other, yeah, people, yeah. you know, and yeah, yeah. and that'd be a fun thing to yeah. to yeah, try. What is brainstorming? What if. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what about the people you've mentioned, Frank Peretti? Anyone else that you, you know, and probably your dad was yeah. a mentor. Um, yeah. Um. In in my artwork, uh, Barbara Nietzsche's, who is. Uh, she wrote the her first book was Watercolor the Creative Experience. Mm. And I opened that book and it's just all these kind of ob- abstract but organic images and it was fabulous. And I hunted her down mm-hmm. and, and took classes from her for probably 30 or 40 years. Mm. I mean different times yeah. at, and yeah. so on. Albriette, there were there were a number of authors, uh, artists slash authors where the, I would get their book. I would love what they were doing. And I'd have the feeling like, I love this and I want to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Not just, I love this. Good for you that you're doing right. it because I'm never going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I would find those people wherever mm-hmm. they were. Mm-hmm. I would find them and find a class they were teaching. Mm-hmm. And I would go, I mean, I went to uh, the Tetons. I went to uh, Connecticut. I went, you know, I would fly wherever they would go. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that a lot, obviously. But <laughs> yes. It's a little pricey. Hopefully they would come, you know, close, close enough yeah, where yeah. I could study with them. So in art, yeah, there were a number of artists that were very much, I don't know if they were personal mentors, but their right. work was right. mentoring me. Mm-hmm. In writing, yes, Colleen Coble, I was another one, Lynette Eason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all buddies as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Frank, obviously. In the theater, I don't know, they're... That was just something because I, I mostly did it with community theater. Sure. It, it never mm-hmm. went to any level, yeah, professional level. Whereas mm-hmm. the art was at a professional level mm-hmm. and the writing was a professional right. level. Right. The that More was of a just hobby kind fun. Of fun. Yeah, yes. just fun. <laughs> fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then speaking, yeah, I did. I don't know that I studied under anybody in particular, but I would. <laughs> I did get the book "Speak and Grow Rich." Oh, <laughs> I thought hot diggity dog that <laughs> works for me. And I actually called the woman up and I said, uh, "I would, I, w- I would love to have you represent me." And she goes, "Well, you have to be making four thousand dollars a speech." And I said, well, "That'd be awesome." She goes, "No, no, I have to know that you have ever made." <laughs> I thought, "Wow, yeah, I'm not. I know, I'm not. yeah, yeah, that works." <laughs> That's so me. Yeah. I would yeah. go for that. But yeah. she she's um no. <laughs> she did not take me on. Yes. <laughs> Part of what, you know, I keep hearing is, yeah, you you would just step out there. It's like, okay, I like this person art and I'm gonna go take from them and or I'm gonna call up this person and yeah. and um and that's a good thing. You know, it's something that and I think people don't realize they can do that. You know, the worst that can happen is they say no. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but if you may, don't do it. But they may yeah. have a student of theirs that is doing classes, yeah. that yeah. is doing their technique mm-hmm. 
or they may know of a group right that is doing that particular thing a lot of creativity is solo writing is solo art is tends to be solo um so there's a lot of things that are solo but there are still groups that get together mm -hmm. and share mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. struggles and that sort of thing yeah you know yes and you do need to seek out mm -hmm. you know because uh, I, I think you need to have an affirmation that you're right <clears throat> of some kind. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm very competitive. So my my affirmation is I'm going to enter a competition and see how it does. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> what I second happens, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, you know, and again, part of our thing, you know, we encourage people to, yeah, be a part of a creative community. Yes. Be with other people who can encourage yes. you and, and give you feedback. And, and, that and that's critical. Yeah. It's critical yeah. that you're with people that encourage that part of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is episode four with Carrie Stewart Parks. Carol, what are your takeaways from this episode? I loved that when Carrie found, like for example, an artist whose work she really liked and wanted to learn more about that particular technique, she pursued that. She contacted them, she found out where they were offering teaching on that and I think that's a really good lesson for any creative pursuit of people to find someone you like and if you have the ability to talk with them meet with them write to them to um, feel like you can do that yep she said the only thing that they could do would say no to your request for some help and I loved your follow-up about the idea of being a part of a community we need those people around us well as we bring this episode to a close We'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and remind all of our listeners that if you found us and you're not a member and you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Woolen roberts Join us next Friday, the final Friday of September as we hear for a special fifth week from author and forensic artist, Gary Stewart Parks, on your Dreams and Bones podcast.